Hi, I'm Michelle Jones, host of the podcast, Live Less Afraid. I'm a mom and a Grammy and a wife. And I like to say I'm a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll because I grew up in the city, but I spent 25 years in a small town. But there's something else about me that a lot of people don't know. I also fight fear and anxiety and self-doubt. If you fight these same issues and you feel stuck and are looking for accountability and community, then I am here for you. Let's work on how to get some clarity around what holds you back, make an action plan, and take some scary first steps together. On this podcast, I'll share stories of women just like you and me, and sometimes men join us too, and we talk about overcoming adversity and embracing empowerment. On every episode, we'll discuss how our thoughts and beliefs hold us back. We'll talk about our most important relationship, the one we have with ourselves. And we'll talk about how, when we work to let go of limiting beliefs and get out of our heads and get out of our own way, that we can accomplish amazing things. But I wanna hear from you too. I wanna know what the roadblocks are. What resources do you need? What's the thing that lights you up inside? And what's holding you back? from embracing it. We'll figure that out here together. At the bottom of this podcast is a place where you can send me a voice message. Send me a note about these questions or your favorite part of the episode and what spoke to you. I'd love to hear from you and I'll be reading these on the podcast. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, so uh, today I am excited to have a friend of mine on the show. Um, another Michelle, which if you don't know, is like a really awesome name. And I love all the Michelles I meet. In fact, I can't really think of any Michelle I've ever met in my whole life that I didn't like instantly like. And you are no different, my friend. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And not only are you another Michelle, you have um, also another common last name as I do. So it's, you know, um, it's not easy to find us on Facebook, I would guess. No, it's, yeah, it's witness protection. That's what I call it. <laughs> I'm in the witness protection program. Don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I go by that secret last name for a reason. <laughs> well, um, I wanted to have you on the show because we got together and we're talking about um, Live Less Afraid and what I'm doing over here. And you have just... Um, I think an interesting story from a perspective of a mom and I'm a mom and I know a lot of my listeners are moms. Um, and I think that you brought up some things when we talked earlier um, that all moms and dads deal with. Um, and that is, you know, we have this fear of messing up our kids' lives, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's, I think we're, um, it's given to us when we give birth to children. Yeah. Yeah. They just say, here you go. Take them home. Good luck. <laughs> you know, they don't here's give your us anxiety a package. Yeah. Here's your anxiety package. <laughs> I, I think that's super accurate though, because literally the minute you leave the hospital, you, I mean, before you even get in the car, right. You're trying to like figure out how to get them into the car seat. Right. And, uh, you know, even that in itself, I can remember being a super stressful moment. Um, you know, literally from the day you take them home, you are full of anxiety and worry. Um, and it doesn't end ever. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, how many kids you have and kind of their age ranges generally and, and maybe, uh, you know, some of the struggles that you're dealing with now or some of the things that have really brought you a lot of, of kind of anxiety <laughs> over the time you've been <laughs> raising kids. Yeah, well, what I was telling you um, is I feel like I've labeled myself that I'm a widowed mother of four. Mm -hmm. um, and if you want to play all the cards, two of my two out of four of my kids are on the autistic spectrum. Um, and it's just I, it, it just gives panic to myself just saying that out loud. It sounds so daunting and horrible. Um, and it's just an anxiety package all in one when you're raising four kids on your own and then two of them have special needs. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that when I, you know, the word widow came up and four kids that, you know, someone would be, hey, high five. They would just like, way to go. That's rocking it. You're amazing. That is amazing. But instead they're like, oh my God, you poor thing. That's horrible. Um. And yeah. so it's a kind of a, the pity portion of it. I don't like the label of it and the fear that um, on my own, I'm, you know, you're bound to mess them up. Yeah. And I think even in, you know, whatever a perfect world looks like, right. That I think we, we still worry about messing our kids up. Um, and I just want to say that, I do feel that way about you. Like high five mom, like way to go that you are out there doing this on your own and raising these four kids and, and these kids on the spectrum and just killing it. So, um, and I can say that with confidence because I just love your energy. Like whenever I talk to you, no matter how long it's been, you know, you're, you're just always kind of this same upbeat, silly, fun, irreverent, you know, got some great dirty jokes kind of person. So yeah. <laughs> I can count on you for that. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. So I love that about you is because you are the easiest person to talk to and you are fine with dirty jokes or clean jokes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And in fact, I know we're going to get a little sidetracked here, but you actually started this uh, like Facebook group for women. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Tell me the name of it really quick. Oh, she's going to blow. Uh, sh she's going to blow. Yeah. And you have to kind of get invited or know somebody. Um. And in this crazy, like overly PC world we're in right now, your space is still this like clean, not clean in a, but I mean, safe, <laughs> not clean, but safe, like space to just vent or share a funny joke or share, you know, a dirty joke or something like that for women, just for women, just to make us laugh, just to blow off some steam. And so I don't think, I don't know if you've really given yourself kudos for that, but you've, been, you've had that group for a couple of years now. I have. And um, it, the whole point was to be able to post something that your mother-in-law is not going to judge you about. <laughs> because anytime you put something with the F-bomb in it or complaining about motherhood or you effing hate your husband today, um, you know, your mother-in-law, your sister or someone's going to judge you about it. Um, or your husband's best friend. So that's just what that space was for is literally not getting judged by my mother-in-law. And um, it's, it's grown quite a bit and it's, it's just fun. That's all it is. is fun. Oh yeah. Totally fun. I love that space. <laughs> um, I want to get back to what you're talking about though, that as women, um, 
I know one of the things we talked about was like, it's not a competition, right? And we should be supporting each other. We should be saying high five mom, gee, you're doing a great job and not come at this from a like, oh, you poor thing or, oh, you know, God, that must be so hard. You know, like we all have different hard parts about the parenting role that we're in. And I just Mm -hmm. love what you said about the empowerment piece. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, just it's supporting um, each other because my husband had this famous saying, um, which would always shut down an argument between us is why can't we just love each other? And I, I just love that so much. And it's just, it's a passion of mine to encourage people um, and mothers, especially because we, um, we, we butt heads with each other, you know, like, mm-hmm. yes, breastfeeding is, is okay. And breast and not breastfeeding is okay. And sleeping with your baby is okay. And not sleeping with your baby is okay. Um, because, you know, I've done all or both or some of it, and they're all, by the time I hit 20, it really doesn't matter. Um, they grow, they love, they know you love them. And that's the important part is that your kids know you love them and um, supporting each other as women and as mothers is, um, I mean, we're the, we're in this together. Um, And instead of against each other, you know, whose way is the best way we all have a way and that's how we, we cope and, um, or how we do things or, how it works for our kids, you know, may, as long as your kid's not beating up my kid, I don't, you know, way, the way you're raising her or him is awesome. You know, you're there for your child and that's mm. what's important. And so we need to be there for each other because who do we have? Yeah. And there's so much power, right. And in that, in supporting yeah. each other and showing up for each other and, you know, just being like, dang girl, that was hard. You did great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because you, you know yeah. we have thousands of decisions that we're making every day, right? That goes back to what we we're talking about before. It's like, oh my god, I'm screwing them up. I know I'm screwing them up. You know? Yes. Can you, can you buy gift cards for therapy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that we need because I know those Starbucks are not doing it. <laughs> oh my god, I think that might be onto something there. <laughs> I think that's a great Christmas. idea. I got a gift card for therapy for my mom. <laughs> I think that could I work. I that so much. I think that could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can agree I more it. with your, with, you know, that we, we can't be in competition with each other and, you know, moms, women, we have to just really stick together, really band together and not, not offer up, you know, that, competition or that judgy kind of reaction yeah, that we have judgy. yeah don't don't be judgy no one likes a judgy Mm-mm. no and I find myself judging other mothers in front of my kids and I'm like oh my <laughs> god did I just say that that's don't just slap me because that is not appropriate and um and that's what we're doing is we, we do it in front of our kids of other people and we're just kind of training them up to um be that way towards other people and then we get into the whole bullying thing Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're raising boys and girls, right? Yeah. Three boys and a 13 year old daughter. Lord help me. Okay. Let's pray for Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be praying for you. Uh, I raised a boy and a girl also. Um, yeah. Teenage years are tough. Uh, yeah, did they ever stop families. hating you? Yeah, they, they do. They do stop hating you eventually. Yeah. We're, we're actually, my, my daughter's uh, 30 and uh 31 oh gosh she's gonna kill me I don't know how old she is anymore 
but you know, we're we're best of friends now. But there's definitely those years between like 13 and 20 something that you're you're not so fond of them. <laughs> and the feeling's mm-hmm. mutual. Yeah. So you'll get yeah. through it. Yep. You'll get through it with with all the grace that you've gotten through the first 13. So oh. oh, thank God. I I I she's really close to her brother. So thank God for them because I don't know if, what I'd do if it was just me and her. She'd be yeah. she'd be living in the tent out back or something. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that you uh, shared with me too is um, that I think a lot of our listeners can relate to is uh, how hard it is to be vulnerable with our kids. And when you said that to me uh, a few days ago, I thought, oh my gosh, you are so right. And I have so many examples I can think of in my head where I was so vulnerable with my kids where I've I've cried in front of them. I've been, you know, in pain. I've gone through terrible breakups, um, you know, all these things. And they've they've just had to be kind of right there front and center for it. Um, And it's, you told me that you thought it was just so tricky to navigate that. Um, And I wonder if you would talk a little bit more about that and your feelings on it. Yeah, this I, I think the tricky for me part of being vulnerable and for my kids is them seeing me as human or flawed, mm-hmm. um, which is as a parent, you don't want them to see that. Um, I, you know, my goal is to make sure that they know that they're, they're going to be fed, they're going to have a roof over their head, um, that they're stable and being, you know, the, the widowed mom, um, them being stable is so important to me because you know, when I first lost my husband, I thought for sure we were going to be living with my parents and I'd have to sell a house. And, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and I haven't had to do that, which is amazing, but there's still that, you know, thing in the back of my brain is where I have to put on this rock solid front for them. Um, and I, so if they do see me worry, um, or, you know, they'll talk about me paying bills and, just any kind of vulnerability or even with your kids in particular is at one point I had to have the conversation with Jonah is because he was bringing up things um, that would indicate maybe he had questions about his sexuality. And that was rough because I had to get really vulnerable with him because how do you talk about that with a teenage boy? You know, you don't want to make him think that you're assuming something, but then you wanted him to know that you're there to support him and love him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like this constant, um, this constant tightrope. And in those instances, like with the sexuality or, um, just being frustrated over daily life, it's important to let them see you be vulnerable so they can, um, grow up and be more compassionate people, to be honest. Yeah. And you're modeling vulnerability for them, right? There is a strength in vulnerability that we are not, especially the generations before us, we're not allowed to show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there is a real strength in it. Uh, and I don't mean like, you know, crying in front of your kids every night because no. you don't want to cook dinner. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I didn't a lot of times. But... Yeah. But I mean, I grew up in a tornado. I mean, almost literally with... Um, you know, parents who've split at very young ages and grown up with a teenage single mom. 
Um, and I just like I, you were saying earlier is the fear of messing up your kids. Um, and sometimes you just need to be vulnerable with your kids and let them see that uh, you're a real person and you have fears and you have, um, you know, ups and downs because there's so much joy and hope in our life too that we mm. can be vulnerable with our kids about, which we're not. Mm. That's beautiful. That really is. And I think that, you know, we're complicated, right? And I think when they're little, they, they, they see you as like this perfect mom, perfect dad, whatever, you know, and then they get a little older and they, they realize, oh, you're not perfect. <laughs> Wait, you have, you have feelings and thoughts and you mess up and you make mistakes and, you know, you don't always have all the right answers. Oh, that's like mind blowing. I think a little bit for your kids sometimes. I mean, I feel like it was. Yeah, and the house is a mess. And yeah, and I don't care. It's okay sometimes to let the house be a mess and not yell at your kids or you know for not doing their chores. Yeah. Sometimes it's just okay to let it go for a little while, and I think that's also a vulnerability to say, "Hey, look, I'm not perfect. My house is a mess right now, or it's you know 99 of the time the garage is a disaster." Uh-huh. Uh, and we're still because I'd rather sit down and play board games for a couple hours than um, vacuum the carpet. Yep, and that sounds like a uh, 100 right percent decision to me. Percent right decision. Yeah, I'd rather play board games too. I know that one thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a recovering perfectionist, and that was definitely one of the things that the kids taught me was you know you have to let go of like housework and laundry and. If it's, you just you have to like unless you want to kill yourself because if you're like even me you're working full-time and then coming home and trying to manage a house and kids it's like that something has to give and that was the thing that was like oh well there's a sink full of dishes oh well <laughs> so let's yeah. sit down and look at your homework or go to this game or sporting event or whatever we had to go to things just that was the thing one of the big life lessons I learned because I was pretty you know, want things to be neat and tidy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah it's hard to let that go. It it's better to live it to learn it earlier than later. I, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, that um, that thing around vulnerability though with your kid, I just think is so beautiful, and I think it's such a beautiful thing to model for them. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's. A lot of things that we we model for our kids, some good, not some some not so good. But I think that one's definitely in the win column. There's there's really nothing bad that can come from that. And I think we're kind of showing them the way as they get older too, you know. Yeah, and encourage them to do the same. Um it just it um there's a short story. My um son saw I spoke to him about a boyfriend I had who turned out to be um, my favorite boyfriend ever, but he's gay and he couldn't tell me back then in my twenties. And I really regretted how I was so blind to that. He told, he passed that on to a friend who then a couple years later, um, came out to him first before anybody oh, else. Wow. Um, and he said the reason was because he had been vulnerable to him about the kooky stories his mother tells him. Um, about her life and things she regretted and how she wished she had been open-minded and a better friend. And I just think that, you know, my vulnerability to him in this little, you know, quirky story, which was a huge to me, um, he shared it with a friend who then took that to heart, which um, 
or at least knowing that Jonah was going to be that friend for him, which means yeah. a lot. Yeah. I think it's amazing that our kids, they see this and they soak it in. Um, and it was me like criticizing myself and saying, oh, I wish I had been such a better mm-hmm. person and um, all those years wasted where we could have, where I would have, if I would have opened my eyes and seen this, it would have been such a better outcome. But um, he took that and turned it into a better outcome. Yeah. Which I thought was, was so amazing. Yeah. They teach us a lot too, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I know that there, there's been a couple of times in, in my parenting run where, you know, my, my kids just spoke such words of wisdom to me, um, you know, about a particular situation or that I was in or, you know, or how I was feeling or criticizing myself, you know, being really hard on myself. And, and they would just say, mom, like, you know, you're, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like you, you shouldn't. And I used to always say to them when it was a really hard thing that was happening, I'd say, listen, just tell me this, is it going to matter in five years? Are you even going to remember this situation in five years? You know, tell me that. And if, you know, if it is okay, great. Then it's serious when you talk about it, but otherwise like it feels like the biggest thing in the world right now, but trust me, it's not. <laughs> oh, I love but, that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're, when, especially like in their teenage years, you know, there's everything feels so raw and so big and so emotional. Um, and I used that saying a lot <laughs> to them. And I think my son and I were talking the other day and I, he, he brought that up. He said something about, I remember when he used to say that, like, would it even matter in five years? <laughs> it's like, it's so true. <laughs> You just there's so much even today right now you know we'll get ourselves worked up over something and I think is this really that big a deal you know is it really life altering for me that I'm putting all this energy into this situation right now yeah that is um that is very wise I wish I could have tattooed that on my forehead (laughs) because you get so worked up as women as adults and and you know even in professional settings where we're all Mm-hmm. Um, battling for power over things that are so stupid like this isn't going to matter in five years yeah where we put this treadmill or <laughs> what color we paint the walls isn't going to matter no that's true office politics are tricky though they really are Ugh. yeah and it's just it is one of those things that you know it, it's tough and it's easy to get I think caught up in it I mean I know I've, I've been a victim of that in my life and um you know, it, it's just really complicated. I mean, these are people you spend a lot of time with, win, lose, or draw. Like, some of them yeah. are great, some of them not so much, and you mm-hmm. still have to show up and be there with them <laughs> 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, that's that's a whole nother podcast, I think, that we'll have to come back and this talk is true. about. That's a whole nother, I, yeah, it is a whole nother woman on woman. Uh, well, that was totally inappropriate. <laughs> Not that kind of women on women, ladies not, and listeners. Not that kind of podcast. No. Yeah. But yeah, there, there is a lot of that angst, I think, that comes up in the workplace too, you know, where we find ourselves in competition with each other, or butting heads, where we really should just be trying to encourage and support each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a good area to practice those things, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I want to, before we go, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Um, 
and these are kind of like my my big questions. Sometimes people are go, oh, I don't know what the answer to that is. But um, I like to ask people, like, share with us a life lesson, you know, something that you learned um, and maybe, uh, you know, what your life was like before, what was like after, you know, and how that kind of changed you. Yeah, that, that is kind of a, uh, a big one, but an important one. Um, I think one of a big life lesson was to realize I was just worth it. Um, mm. And that's everything from getting my nails done to, um, you know, taking a walk two hours out of my day to take a walk and shower and, um, or, you know, hell asking or, um, you know, asking for a raise or, before I just thought I pretty much wasn't worth much. Uh, so I just took what I got and was grateful for it. Um, but now I just know I'm worth so much more Mm -hmm. and I have things to give, um, you know, my children, my family, people I work with that, um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot to learn or it's a lot to, um, you know, just carry through the day-to-day life is to remember that I'm worth it because yeah. you, the old monster kind of, what I call her, the the, the mean girl kind of sinks in and starts telling. Um, I, my group of friends, we all have names for our mean girls and mine, mine is Mitch because I hate the nickname Mitch because it rhymes with <laughs> and <laughs> when people call me Mitch, it drives me crazy, but um, my group of friends, when I start talking bad about myself, like, oh, my, I'm so fat or my jeans are too tight. They're like, oh, shut up, Mitch. Yes. Which is, I, I encourage every woman to get a name for her inner mean girl and just um, remind yourself that yeah. if you were to, what you're saying about yourself um, when you're saying you're stupid or you're fat and ugly or you're worthless. If, if someone to go on your Facebook page where all your friends and family are and they posted those words on there, you, can you imagine what the community of your friends and families would say to that person and they would just yeah. like totally attack them? Yep. Yeah. And they were here, you, here we are saying it to ourselves all the time. So uh. um, I think getting some self-worth to know that I'm better than that than to talk to myself that way is yes. a huge lesson that um, I have learned over the last year that I, it's helped me grow a lot and just really enjoy life um, and just peace. It brings yeah, a lot of peace. It does bring a lot of peace. And and I love that you brought that up um, because it's, it's something that I felt with too. And I think it's something that a lot of our listeners deal with. You know, we would never talk to our friend that way. And so why do we think it's okay to talk no. to ourselves that way? And it's always so confusing no. to me. And when I catch myself doing it, uh, I kind of refer to it as my shadow self. But I like I like the idea of giving it a name, giving her a name, my mean girl a name. <laughs> but um, you know, when I catch myself doing it, I'm just like, God, why are you, why are you doing that? Like that's not nice. Like be nice to Michelle. You know, like love on her a little bit. Like she does deserve it. And I think what you're saying is so spot on. Like we do deserve those to be nice to ourselves and take care of ourselves and mm-hmm. all those things. So that was a, a fantastic life lesson. I know this last year, you know, has been one for the books. And I think a lot of people yeah. like you and me, you know, took this opportunity to really look around and go, okay, what can we do to make this better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I certainly did. 
Um, so I'm going to ask you one more question, which is like my super favorite one, and that's the magic wand mm. question. And if you could wave Yay. a magic wand right now and, and have anything you want, what's one thing that you would do? Oh, God, that's hard. Because there's so many things <laughs> you want to... <laughs> okay, you could do like the top three or top five if there's that many. I love that, that you have so many. Well, um, I, I think my biggest one would be go back to my 13-year-old self and just give her the middle age confidence mm -hmm. I have now. Um, yeah, because I just, she was such a sad, pathetic thing and so lost. And I just, you know, you, you know, everything hindsight's twenty twenty, or you wish you knew then what you know now. Um, if I could have had that, like, you know, middle-aged confidence that I do now, it would be so much, life would have been so much easier altogether. Cause you know, yeah. there is, you'd you be able to say care. no. That's a hard yeah. lesson. Yeah. Learning how to say no. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a hard lesson I had to learn. And it's so nice now. I mean, I got called into work this morning and I was like, Nope. And I didn't feel <laughs> bad about it. Normally I would feel bad about it all day long because I never say no, but I have so many things that I have, committed to today that I was like no nope. so, yeah I, that's what what I would do is just mm -hmm. give her the confidence mm, that's so that's great kind of selfish I should ask for world peace no no nope. something it is not selfish it is not I posted about that <laughs> like I think in a, a Monday mantra I think it was last Monday about Did you yeah about being about being okay to say no um and mm. like not having any guilt about it not having any shame like it is that is okay for us to do and we just need to embrace it like totally yeah so you have my 1000 percent support on that girl don't give it another oh, thought I, <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs> no way because i mean yeah you're and you're entitled to have like your day off and your you know your time to yourself and you know when we do have a day off we typically do make plans and you know go shopping and take care of our chores or mm -hmm. you know go do something fun for ourselves or whatever so you know, for them to call you in, it's kind of selfish of them, really. Like, what you have no life, I and mean, that's kind of how I look at it sometimes yeah. when I get asked to do things that yeah. I'm like, mm. and my girlfriend has a really great one. She says, if it's, and I think she borrowed this from somebody else, but she said, you know, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love that. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah that's a um, like going to go on my wall with a beautiful mess or one of those other things that you have to remember yeah yeah because she says you know if if i'm not like saying heck yes to this thing that i'm being asked to do right now then it's a no it's a hell no like i don't want to do it so why do i always say yes to this you know i think that this is something that our listeners are probably totally going to relate to too because you know, a lot of us have those issues around boundaries and stuff like that so mm -hmm. Yeah, I work with a lot of young women who say, I wish I could say it the way you can say it. And it's like, when I was your age, I couldn't say it this way. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a learned skill. Saying get no, the mirror. which is kind of sad. Get in the mirror and practice. Do your, do your one yeah. woman power pose, you know, your hands on your hips. And <laughs> that's a real thing. There's science behind that. Like if you have a hard thing to yeah. do. You're supposed to like stand in the power pose for like a few minutes before you have to like go ask for a raise or say what you really oh, feel. Oh, I forgot about that. Power pose, man. 
I use that thing a lot. (laughs) I need a little like energy to like positive, strong energy for sure. Well, I love it because I love what you're doing. So you must be doing that a lot. (laughs) Well, I have loved our time together. Um, Before we wrap up, I don't know if there's anything else you want to share with us before we go. Um, If people want to connect with you, uh, if they want to follow you on Instagram, they can find you. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, It's Faith M. Moore. Um, And then the Facebook group is She's Going to Blow. You can find it. Um, You just have to ask for um, permission to join. And then I thoroughly research and make sure you are female. And um, that's a real profile and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're a real person. Um, and you're not going to sell, you know, makeup or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, bless you for selling whatever you're selling, but yep. not in the group because but it not just pisses group. everyone off. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I love this. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, I just, I, I so love encouraging women and, um, encouraging women to raise strong children um, mm-hmm. and not shame themselves because you shame yourself, you shame your children. Oh, it's beautiful. Hmm. Good stuff. Excellent. I love your middle age confidence. You. <laughs> we yeah. need to bottle it up and sell it. Like how do we, <laughs> we need to teach those, right? Those 20 Good and 30 idea. things like how to get here and how to feel this way. Cause I just think like if you and I had had people like ourselves in our lives 20 some years ago, you know, to encourage yeah. us and show us the way we would probably be a little different, you know? Oh, I agree. I mean, it, middle-aged confidence comes with, you know, you know, saggy boobs and maybe so feet. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't, yeah, <laughs> gray hair. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for those things again. Yeah. Gray hair in lots of places. <laughs> It would have been it would have been nice to have you know both, <laughs> right? Yeah, just, right. Yeah, perky boobs and confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, some people have that, but I don't. Yeah. All right, Michelle. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. It was fantastic talking to you. And if you guys want to hook up with her, or if you're want to look at that, uh, she's going to blow Facebook group. I'll have some details in the show notes for you. Okay. Here's the takeaways from my conversation with Michelle. Number one, ladies, stop judging each other. Number two, there is so much power in showing up for each other as moms and as women. Number three, modeling vulnerability for our kids and being vulnerable with our kids is where the power is really at. Number four, when you struggle with something, ask yourself, Will this really matter in five years? Number five, realize that you are worth it. Whatever that means for you, you deserve all the things you want in life and you have important gifts to share with the world. Number six, call out your mean girl. Don't listen to that inner mean girl. Learn to fend her off so that you can enjoy life and make peace with her. Number seven, If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Remember this when you are asked to do something. And number eight, embrace the power pose. Stand with your hands on your hips for a few minutes before making a tough decision or when you need a boost of confidence. I hoped you liked those takeaways. Before we close today, 
I want to tell you that you mean so much to me. Thank you for being here. I want to love on you and tell you, you matter. You are important. What you want is important and it's worthy of pursuing. Listen to the whispers about what your heart is calling you to do and stop listening to the shadow self. If you liked today's episode, help me out by subscribing and leaving a review. I'd be so over the moon to have you here following me. And tell your friends, share the love. Let's see if we can help other people live less afraid too and embrace their best selves and generally kick ass at life. Remember, you can send me a voice message, share with me what you want me to talk about on the show. You never know what impact your words can have on someone else. And isn't that the best feeling? Follow me on Instagram at Live Less Afraid or connect with me at Michelle with one L at LiveLessAfraid.com. If you're interested in finding out more about my coaching work, I always offer free Zoom chats. And if you want to work with me, I accept a few new clients each month as space allows. And I offer an amazing accountability group. That was such a blast. Thanks for listening. I answer all my own messages and I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. Bye.